Hello and welcome to the See True Podcast, brought to you by Herman's Auctioneers. Today we're joined by Charles Weiss, former uh, partner at Herman White Estates. Thanks, Billy, for coming in. You're very welcome, Ron. Start off nice and easy. Tell us about yourself. I grew up in Lucan when Lucan was a village. Um, I went to a two-teacher two national school. And um, then from then on, I went to, when, when I went to secondary school, I went to boarding school down in Newtown and Warford. From, obviously, going to Newtown. Where, where did you go then? Did you go to? Um, I tried engineering for a year. And then I went back into auctioneering. What was it about auction when you were in engineering and you were like, right, okay, this isn't for me. What <laughs> Well, engineering didn't like me and I didn't like it, quite <laughs> frankly. And uh, then I had, I had decided to, um, I just had an idea about auctioneering and I went and I talked to um, a friend of the family, Roger Flack, who worked in Osborne, King of McGranite, as it was in those days. Yeah. And he got me a couple of interviews in places just to talk to people about the business, see if I'd like it. And then literally I answered an ad in the, in the paper for Orchard Auctioneers in Rathfarnham and I got it. But I got it and then I deferred it for four months because I went to Canada to back a picking for four months because I wanted to earn some money. <laughs> and then you came home? Then I came home and went straight in there. And uh, and those days I worked in a bit of furniture in, mm. and in property. I did both. Yeah, yeah. Mm. David was talking to us about being in Orchard and you were saying, so like you were, when you were in Orchard, you went in originally to do was it just property or did you do oh no, do no no dog's body yeah everything yeah. do absolutely everything mm. yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so um, yeah but I would have done a lot of it in the furniture in those days setting up auctions and that sort yeah, of stuff yeah they was talking about the house in Raffarnham Road yes that yeah it was a nightmare <laughs> yeah it was a nightmare Shreen mm. just go off home and left <laughs> <laughs> not, well not quite <laughs> friend, so. no, it was, we worked hard at it yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was very successful actually so. mm. Mm. So, when you then, how long how long were you in uh, in Bowling Street for that? Uh, just a year, just a year, and then just a year. Yeah. And you work working yeah. So, well, when you were doing the furniture as well, what kind of drew you more onto the property side of things? What was it about? Just more, like? much more interest in property. Okay, why was yeah. that? Just like I just liked houses. Right. Um, I had an interest in furniture because my parents were very interested in antique mm, furniture, mm. but. Um, yeah. It wasn't my. It wouldn't have been my love. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of Herman and White coming to life. Yeah. Starting. How yeah. did that happen? Well, I worked with David obviously in Orchard. Orchard. David was my boss, mm. and then um, there was David wanted to go out on his own, and he asked me to come along to work in the property and set up the pro- property section with him, and it started from there. I mean. Started in nineteen eighty one, so it's like forty two years ago now. It's a good old, it's a good old, it's a good old long time. It's a long time, and yeah. we we came and we we were, you know, we started from the beginning. We were good at getting properties in, mm. um, and uh, just it motored along that way, you know. It was just house sales only. So what happened there was we were sales only, sales only. Went through. Um, we started in eighty one. There was a bit of a recession till 85 then things took off again um, we were busy I mean 87 things took off big time and we were very busy for a few years and then we were busy during the 90s but in those days there were no multiples there were one agency like there were big the firms that were there they were in town they weren't in the suburbs mm-hmm. yeah. so we were 
one of two agents in, in Rathmines, I think, at the time. Yeah. Um, when we were in Rathfarnham in Orchard, we were one of one agent. Yeah. Um, it was completely diff- It was a completely different thing. Now, then, in the late 90s, the, the multiple started, expl- you know, expanding into the suburbs mm. and they were just eating into our thing. So I said, to, um, I just thought, look, we've got to generate some business. We had done a few lettings, but I never managed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have managed it. In fact, what happened was I went off on holidays with a friend of mine. He asked me to rent an apartment and um, he, <laughs> we, he rang, I, I put a tenant in there and he rang me two weeks later. I can't cope with this. Can you manage it? Yeah, yeah. And I start from there, and then, then I got a port- small portfolio of stuff to manage, and we built it. And then I took in a, a letting agent to, to build the business. We had about ninety units, and then we took in a letting agent, and we doubled that. And it just it just grew its own legs. And we, the one thing we did do, we we managed ninety percent of what we let, and that was the, that was the secret of it because yeah. we had a control on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was it about, like? Management obviously is great because it's recurring and you have control and at least you can look at when you know what your fee fee income is each month. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. But is there, in terms of like, did you enjoy managing property? That's um, you no, I'm not going to say I did because I didn't do a lot of the work. Yeah. I was more in the management of the people mm. that managed the properties. Mm. That was more my job. Mm. I mean, it's sta- management is staff heavy. Yeah. Whereas sales, you can do it on your own. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's sales. Um, every day is a new day. You know, every single day is a new day. So yeah. sales, you prefer it more? Oh, I much prefer sales. I love sales. Yeah. 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 I like sales that went well. Is there a sale or an auction or a property that sticks out to you? It was, that sticks out in your mind? There's a few for different reasons, but the main one that I remember is um, I had for sale two adjoining houses in Gardner Street. Now this was, I can't remember the exact year, but it was just as the IFSC was being started to be built. Yeah. I think the AIB building was there, but nothing else. And um, the, the solicitor asked me to uh, to manage it and because there were tenants in it and there were control tenants. There have been tenants there and I used to, to collect the rents every week for about a year before it was ready, before the probate was through and all the rest. Mm-hmm. So it was the most extraordinary experience of my life because I used to go into this, um, one of the houses straightforward, I'd go into one person, she gave me all the rent. And But the funny thing about that building was when I walked up to the first floor, there was no first floor. There was only second, third and fourth. First floor had been sold to the house next door. Jesus so it was just typical of old Dublin. Yeah, yeah. And then I went into the other, and it's, it, you know, it was, it was uh, they were, you know, basically tenements. Yeah. You know? And then I went into the house next door, and there was a lovely woman, and she used to sit on the return. She collected all the rents for, there's only about four people left on that house. And she was on the return of the hall floor. That was her kitchen and sitting room. Her bedroom was in the attic. Right. And she was, she told me the first time she was, she sheltered in the door of the house during the rebellion in 1916. Um, and she ended up living there. And her husband had been the usher in the Savoy Cinema mm. all, her, all his life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was a character, but I had to go and talk to her and have tea and cake every single Friday. <laughs> I'd get the news. And she lived there with her, with her daughter, who was about 70. Incredible. <laughs> so it would... 
Yeah. It was that. And then the house house were sold and they were, ultimately they were converted into bed and breakfast. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, one was, yeah, well, one was a travel lodge and the other was B&B. Yeah. Is there a, an auction in your mind going to the more, I saw, not necessarily just the furniture side, but obviously as auctions started off, you were auctioning properties. I would say in those days you auctioned anything that was good. Like those houses would have been auctioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they were auctioned. Um, you would auction anything that was decent would auction because the banks would organize the money within a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'd have it, you'd sell it and it'd be sold in three weeks, contract signed, that was the end of it. So we would try to, you know, you'd have about two, three auctions a month for a small company that was yeah. enough, you know what I mean? And, uh, but uh, but those days are gone. Auctions are now for distressed properties, you know. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the first house you auctioned? The first one, um, I do remember in Orchard auctioning free. Um, one was in Churchtown and I met a guy I know, who's a good friend of mine now, he was the solicitor. Mm. And I met him after it was during the bank strike and yeah. no one turned up. I can remember that one. Yeah. That's the only auction that we had in it. That, that, we had a disaster at yeah. because it was obviously the bank strike. We sold them all and took checks and cashed them after the bank strike was over, you know. Um, other than that, the other two houses I would ha- remember that I had up for auction that gave me a surprise are both at, one was at the beginning of the turn in property in 87. It was a house in Belgrade Square, a nice house in Belgrade Square. And uh, we sold it for a double double the, the 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 quoted price which in those days would have been quite unusual yeah you'd actually quote a price and you might get less for it yeah, yeah. no those days are long gone and then the last one I do remember we sold a house in Nutley Lane um, in 2006 the last sting of the wasp of the of the Celtic Tiger and yeah. uh, like that we are quoting 1.4 and we got 2.6 or something for it I can't remember or it might have been 2.4 I can't remember the exact figures yeah, yeah. now but it was a crazy Crazy, crazy product for four bets, semi and bits. Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, they, so they would stick in my mind. Other than that was, you know, we've been ha- having a couple of auctions a month, you know, for me. Yeah. So. But you would have sold the house and the furniture back, back. Everything. Everything locked. Everything. Up. And we'd, had a, for, we'd have a furniture auction in the house, mainly if you did mm. that. Now, being a Rathmise, we would have also sold an awful lot of pre-63 things. Yeah. Mm. Now, pre-63s, 80% of what we sold in pre-63s in the 80s went back to private housing. Yeah. Yeah. In terms of auctioneering as a whole, state agencies as a whole, mm. how do you think it's changed from when you started to, say, someone, like, say, Katie in the office it, started it, today? It's completely different. Mm. It was much more casual in those days. It was, can I say, it was much more fun in those days. Yeah. It was very social. Yeah. Um, we don't get me wrong. We worked really hard. Um, mm. particularly in the eighties, you'd have loads of stuff for sale, and you mightn't sell it. You know, it would could take you months and months and months to get a buyer, and then months to close because it was a recession. On you know, yeah. um, but then but there's no nowadays. We're very much regulated. Yeah. Everything is systems, you have computers, you have mm-hmm. data. You know, in the old days, you got something in, you put an ad in the paper. Yeah. It was a small ad or a display ad. It didn't matter that, but that was how you got your bar and you put a sign on it and that's how it worked, it worked from there. And do you think, do you, obviously regulation is good in some ways, bad in others, but do you think the market now is 
good? Do you think it's do you think it's just like if you were saying to someone looking to get into auctioneering now, do you think it would be sustainable for? Oh, it's a them? it's a sustainable business. It will be a sustainable. But look, there's lots of broad facets in it. You know, yeah. I know you're talking about the furniture bit, but you've also got valuations. You've got commercial. Yeah, you've got residential and you've got management. So yeah, um, which we did everything. Oh yeah, sense once. Yeah, which, which we did the whole lot. Yeah. Um, so it's it 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 is a very good business. It's it's more regulation, but the regu- don't get me wrong. The regulation is good because mm-hmm. there it was a disaster for mm-hmm. for for a lot of people in the eighties. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Big time. Yeah. And do you think the party saying there like it was fun? There was stuff to sell. Do you think supply is a problem? Supply is completely the problem. That's why the prices are what they are. Simple as that. Um, that's what's keeping the market up is supply problem. Mm-hmm. It's a supply because typically now interest rates going up, prices should be softening, but they don't seem to be. I think things are leveling out a bit, but they're not softening. Oh, yeah. What do you think is the fix? The fix yeah. or supply in both the rental and the sales. Um, and uh, th- that that is the the long and the short of it. Um. Because they have to get people out of it. Because you know, people are now renting for a long time. Yeah, they used to rent for a long time. When you were in your twenties, you went and bought a house. It was easy to get a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Now it's Impossible. really hard to get yeah. a mortgage. You ready for your quick fire questions? Right, she's yeah. going for them. Your fun questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the serious stuff out of the way. Charles, what's your favorite color? Blue. <laughs> White. White. I don't know. It always is. It always was. Yeah. yeah. I have um, my wife's car is blue, my car is blue, my motorbike is blue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent. Yeah, um, right. You can pick three items now. They're luxury items, so not your food, medicine, all that stuff is taken care of to bring to a desert island. What are the three? What luxury? Things? Well, it wouldn't be that luxury to be honest. Yeah. I would. Um, a luxury to you. Yeah, <laughs> I would bring my music collection. Very good. I would bring a book. Yes, and a pack of cards. Very good. What, Strong. What, what's in the music collection? Oh, God, a very eclectic, a mm. very eclectic taste in music from sort of folk music up to rock music mm-hmm. to, to, to jazz rock, to jazz, but mainly jazz rock end of stuff. Nice. Pick one album to bring with you. <laughs> oh, that's a very good question. Um, I don't know. It might be a Nick Cave album. It could be... Um, now you put me on the spot now, I can't. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I like so much diff- different yeah. types of music and I, mm. I go through phases of like yeah, yeah. different things, different mm. times. So. If you could go back to an era in time, just for a day, 24 hours, when, where would that be? Well, I think I grew up in a pretty good era, to be quite honest with you. Um, but I would probably like to be in my 20s at the early, in the early 60s. The early 60s. Why is that? Um, I just, it was a ch- time of big change. Yeah. And uh, lots of music around cool. and all the rest of it and the explosion of music. Mm-hmm. That's what I would mm-hmm. like to Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what was your kind of favourite part of your job? You know, it's showing house on a Saturday when you could talk to people. Very good. So it was just kind of meeting with people. It's meeting with people yeah. and chatting to people and people have time on a Saturday. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that's one thing I did. I loved doing Saturday viewing. So. What's your most prized possession? <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Straight off the bat. Yeah. 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 Very good. Cool. 
Yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Very welcome. <laughs> coming in. It was a pleasure. Yeah, so look, we obviously would uh, like to thank everyone who's made the podcast possible. So Darren over there um, producing us from Total Vision Studios. And again, if you'd like to find out more about auctions um, and sales we have coming up, uh, it's Herman's Auctioneers on Instagram and Twitter and also Herman's.ie. So yeah, yep. thanks a little. Thanks everybody. Thanks everybody. Thank you.